Hello world. Welcome back to my one-person podcast, The Bible Abridged. Uh, Still don't have any sponsors. This episode is brought to you by COVID-19, of which I currently have in my body. So, yeah. Here we go. Genesis 9. So after the promise that both God and I made last episode, God blessed Noah and his sons and said, Fuck a lot and make lots of youths. You're in charge of this shit now. As long as you don't eat any animal while it's still alive. That's literally my only rule. I will fucking check every single one. Oh, and don't kill each other. If someone kills someone, they will also have to be killed. Because they look like me. And this is important. What will happen to the guy who kills them? They'll be okay. Because they killed the person who killed someone else. So that's fine. But yes. That, and also fuck a lot, and make lots of yourselves. Then God said... I'll never create 1.2 trillion fucking gallons of water out of nowhere to completely cover the whole earth with water ever again. I promise. And just to remind myself not to do it again, I made this new thing called a rainbow. And whenever I see it, I'll remember not to drown every living creature again. Well, Noah decided to celebrate this new covenant that God had just made with him in the slowest possible fashion. He went and built a vineyard, grew the grapes, made some wine, and then just got fucking blackout drunk. He tore all of his clothes off and uh, laid on the floor naked. Ham thought this was hilarious, because it totally was, and told his brothers. His brothers were very careful not to see their father's naked penis and walked into the fucking tent backwards and threw a sheet over him without looking at him somehow. When Noah woke up and found that Ham had seen his dick, he was livid. How mad would you be if you got so drunk that you tore your clothes off and your son saw your naked penis? I'd probably be more embarrassed than anything, personally, but yeah. Would you scream at them? Would you, would you hit them? Would you take away their phones for a week? Also keep in mind that his kids were about 100 years old at the time. Noah decided to curse Ham's son, Canaan, into slavery. Not just Canaan himself, but all of Canaan and his descendants. Because Ham saw his father's naked dick in Balsack, Canaan and everyone after him were enslaved to the descendants of the other brothers, Shem and Japheth. And then it just says that Noah went ahead and lived another 350 completely uneventful years and fucking died. So to recap, 500 years of nothing noteworthy, 100 years of building a giant boat, one year floating around in a flood worse than every flood put together in the history of the world and also the future, one year of growing grapes, making wine, getting drunk, and cursing his completely innocent grandson into slavery for like no reason, and then 350 years of nothing noteworthy. What a life. Genesis 10. Now we get into that lineage shit. It's not really worth going over. There were a bunch of kids. One of Japheth's kids was named Gomer, which is funny. Some of Ham's kids went to Africa. And this is where people got the idea that it's okay to enslave Africans. Reason 500 or so why the Bible's a stupid guide for morality. Ham actually had a kid named Cush, for whom both the Cushites, which is lots of African ethnicities, and also the weed strain were named. So Ham also had a descendant whose name was Nimrod, which is funny. And Nimrod allegedly founded the mighty city of Nineveh, which wasn't in Africa, it was in Iraq or Syria. And it also begs the question, how does one person found a city? Did he just stake his claim and people started flocking to him? And Shem started an ethnicity called the Semites. I know you've heard of them, because they're the ones who wrote all this shit down. And there's a lot more here, and none of it matters. Genesis 11. Well, it seems that all these people spoke the same language, and 
either a lot of them or all of them ended up in a place called Shinar. They decided, hey, let's make bricks, and instead of using stones, we'll use these bricks and build a whole city for ourselves. We'll also make a tower in the middle. Well, God was absolutely not for this. For some reason. He said, if by speaking the same language, they figured out how to make bricks and a tower that's probably like 30 feet tall at best, they could do anything. Come, other gods, or whoever I'm talking to right now, let's go down there and fuck their language up. So that happened. God and his friend, or friends, created the diversity of language for seemingly no reason. If the reason was that humans had learned to build stuff out of bricks, I'm sure he'd be very disappointed to see what's happened since then. Well, more lineage happens after this, with nobody worth talking about. But it should be noted that everybody lived to be about 200 and 400 years old. So God wasn't taking his aforementioned 120-year rule too seriously at this point. After a bunch of people came and went, we finally get to this guy, Abram. Abram, his wife Sarai, their nephew Lot, and some other people that no one cares about, all settled in a place called Haran, which was in Turkey. Genesis 12. God told Abram to leave Haran. He said, Go leave all the stuff and people that you know and find this other land that I'll show you later. Do that, and I'll make sure that you will be the start of a whole big nation. I'll give you a cool new name and make sure that everyone who's nice to you will be rewarded. And everyone is mean to you, I'll be mean to them. Well, Abram, his wife Sarai, and his nephew Lot took all their possessions and traveled to a land where a bunch of Canaan's kids ended up. In the land of Canaan, which makes sense. That's about a 140-hour walk, according to Google. It took them significantly longer. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram was disappointed that it was full of Canaanites, but God assured him that one day they won't be there anymore. So Abram and co. pressed on. He built a couple of altars on the way, and occasionally God would pop by to say hello. Well, God popping by to say hello, and no doubtedly smelling all the roasting corpses of dead baby animals, didn't do anything for the land, and Abram and Sarai decided to go down to Egypt. And by that, I mean Abram decided to go to Egypt, and Sarai had no choice but to follow him. When they were about to enter Egypt, Abram told Sarai, Because you're so beautiful, baby... Make sure nobody knows that we're married. If they ask, I'm going to say that you're my sister, and then we'll somehow be okay. The Bible doesn't mention Sarai's response because they apparently couldn't be bothered to record her response to what might have been one of the stupidest things anybody's ever said. So there's that. When they got to Egypt, Pharaoh's officials demanded that Sarai go fuck the Pharaoh. As a thanks to Abram, they gave him sheep, cattle, slaves, and camels. And yes, it is listed in that order. Well, this pissed God off. He decided to punish the Pharaoh and his family. After a few days of serious diseases, Pharaoh confronted Abram and said, Why did you lie to me and say she was your sister? I didn't know she was your wife, and now my whole family's going to die. Fuck you, Abram. Take all the stuff I gave you and your sister slash wife and get the fuck out of Egypt. Genesis 13. So Abram and Sarai went to the... Negev Desert, however you say that. And apparently Lot came in and joined back up with them. And Abram had gotten pretty rich over these last few years, presumably by pimping his wife out. Abram and Lot decided they had to go their separate ways. They literally did this by Abram saying, If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Lot went down into the valley, where there were the twin cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Abram went and lived by the great trees of Mamre at Hebron. 
And God told him he'd have a bunch of descendants because God tends to repeat himself a lot. Genesis 14. This is the part where we get too much of the fun stuff. A bunch of kings of a bunch of lands that you've never heard of started a huge war over land and other lands. For well over a decade, there was a constant war and resulted in some soldiers falling into tar pits, some soldiers fleeing out into the hills, a bunch of needless death and other horrors. And the, the main story here resulted in Lot being kidnapped. So word of Lot being kidnapped spread to Abram the Hebrew, which is what he called himself now, and he built up quite an army, 318 soldiers. In the middle of the night, Abram the Hebrew's army attacked the army that had kidnapped Lot and chased them all the way past Damascus, which is a 180-kilometer journey, all in one night. Miraculous. A bunch of local kings decided to align themselves with Abram, and Abram drank with them and divided up his loot accordingly. When the king of Sodom tried to buddy up, Abram told him to fuck off. He said, I don't want any of your shit, fuck you. All I'll accept is the food of yours that my soldiers already ate, because I don't want to give that back, because that would be gross. Genesis 15. Well, now Abram saw God in a vision. Before, they would just hang out and chat, but now God was being a little bit more mysterious. So Abram asked God what the hell the point of all this was. He didn't have any kids. And God said, hey, count all the stars. I'll give you that many descendants. Well, I did some research, and there are over one septillion stars. And that's one with 24 zeros after it. So God was lying about this. God told Abram to take control of the land he was currently standing on. When Abram asked how, God said, Bring me a cow, a goat, a ram, all of them three years old. Also bring me a dove and a pigeon, which are the same animal. Abram decided that this meant he was supposed to cut the three mammals in half and arrange them in a weird way. He also decided to kill the birds as well. Through the afternoon, vultures and buzzards and shit tried to eat the delicious animals laid out for easy pickings. But Abram fought them all off with a stick or something. Then he passed out. While he was asleep, God, or his sleep paralysis demon, whispered in his ear, For 400 years, your descendants will be slaves. But after a while, they'll come back here. Then as soon as night came, God started to fire and had a torch dance around and said, This land is your land. This land is my land. From the Wadi of Egypt to the great Euphrates, this land was made for you and me. So, that's that. Exciting stuff. Who would have thought killing a bunch of animals and taking a nap in the middle of the afternoon in the desert could be so rewarding? Well, check in next week for episode 4, which is Abraham, the Covenant, and Carving Up Dicks. Have a great week.